Welcome to the SBS podcast sponsored by Zwift. It was famously used by Matt Heyman to prepare for his victory at Paris-Roubaix. You can use it too for your own goals. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral, or schedule a ride with our lovely friends at Zwift. I'm Christophe Malen, I'm your host. Uh, joining me in the chair today, like every other day actually in this podcast, is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I am fantastic. Feeling because, good? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's Abs- go. That's awesome. It's going to be a great podcast. Eh? Mm. And we've got uh, Wes uh, Salzberger with us from Zwift. Wes, how are you? I'm good, Christoph. Great to be here. Good, good, good. Uh, before we start, over the weekend, we've got this. Uh, Australia is a huge sporting nation. The only thing we love more than playing sport <laughs> is talking about it. And the finalists are... The Pod Ocean Swimming... Cricket Unfiltered, Daily Football Show, Cycling Central Podcast, Bruce's Radio, by association. And the winner is Cycling Central Podcast. We can officially say we are an award-winning podcast how proud are you mr mckenzie well i'm i'm proud but i always you know i mean the trophies are always good i mean let's i won't deny that but you know i like the perks that come with it so isn't it fantastic that we've got wes here uh, representing zwift you know i can see i can see a a very lavish lunch coming on after this (laughs) courtesy of uh wes here i'm sure you brought the gold card with you oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, (laughs) he's sweating a bit (laughs) he's like hang on a minute (laughs) had a chat to steve beckett (laughs) no but it's a it's a great achievement for the podcast it's also and we don't really give praise all the time but they are sponsoring this podcast and without Zwift, this podcast would probably not be what it is. So it's a, it's a big win for us, big win for, for Zwift, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, great work by, by the team. Um, you know, you, you pull this podcast together each week and get a array of talent, you know, having Maca here each week definitely helped win it. I reckon. Uh, there you go. Nice, yeah, is good. that nice for me? I'll slip you the 50 <laughs> later. I'll pay for lunch actually. <laughs> but overall, we are the best sport podcast in Australia. You know, a couple of years ago, we were decided, should we take on Lance? Yeah. Has well, Lance we, we won the best podcast in his well, country? Well, we just see him in the rear vision mirror these days, don't we? Absolutely. But you know what else? I mean, i tell you what, you know, you know, your kids, your teenage kids, they really do love you and respect you. When I get home uh, from the awards and I say to my kids, guess what? And they're like, yeah, we know. Mum, mum told us you won, you won, you know, Whatever. the, 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 the uh, best podcast. Half an hour later, my son comes down scratching his head and he's like, so was this just an internal SBS thing that you guys won? <laughs> like just in SBS? And I said, no, no, no. This was all of Australia, buddy. Best sports podcast. And he said, but, like, do you think maybe there was a few other podcasts that didn't enter the competition? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, buddy, we won. We, we won it. Fair no, and square. No arguments. Fair and square. End of story. Now, you know, come on. Come and give your dad a hug. Absolutely. And I, I didn't get one. <laughs> okay, let's talk cycling. This is why uh, we are here, actually. Uh, we'll start with a very positive note. Uh, Richie is looking pretty good in California. Was looking pretty good in California. He is looking pretty good. I like the play on words, actually. I think, I think it was on our very own Cycling Central 
um, looking very good apart from some shifty business. Absolutely. And mm. that was, as you reminded me, he had a bit of a mechanical. Did you actually see it? I was out that morning, but did you see it? No, I didn't, didn't see the mechanical, but yeah, I certainly read about it. Yeah, so unfortunate for him, but like the form is there, which is great. And hopefully, you know, his head's, his head's on leading into this Tour de France. How much of this is... It's actually a relief for us Australian fans saying, hey, we might actually have a very good battle into our hands in a Tour de France. How much is of a relief for the Trek Segafredo team? Do you think? It's a, yeah, it's a relief. And it's, I think now what they need, and we've talked about this before, Wes, and you know, we, we know the intricacies of, of the psychology as well, what goes on in teams. You can have good form, but if you're not winning or if you're not showing something to your team, at some point, that little that little man or woman in the head mm-hmm. starts to question and say, "Hang on, like are we, we backing saw the with right?" Marcel Kittel. What's that? Like we saw with Kittel in the absolutely. In the last few weeks. Are we backing the right uh, sort of horse here? Mm-hmm. Um, and even for Richie, he said, and this is good. I, I read an article and just a couple of quotes from him a couple of days ago, and he said, "You know, yeah, it's been a really a terrible start to the season, but it's illness and not much I can do about that. That's out of my control." And I think that's one good thing to sort of recognise mm-hmm. within himself to say, well, it's out of my control. I, there was nothing I did bad. I just got sick. And he said, you know, Garen Thomas, he's plagued by bad luck and injuries and illness because as we, we know, Richie has had a lot of bad luck. And he said, everything suddenly then clicked for him at the tour last year. So he said, you know, why can't that? There's no reason why that can't happen mm-hmm. for me. So I think he's he's playing, he's building that in his own mind that he feels like he's coming good now. He's ridden well at California, Mount Baldy, the, the mountaintop finish. He rode well there. And, you know, I think the signs are really good. Sure, it's not a Giro d'Italia field in terms of climbers, but there were some pretty handy climbers there, guys like George Bennett, mm-hmm. TJ. Okay, TJ's maybe past his best as a Grand Tour rider, but he's home tour. He was in the jersey. And Richie was able to go with the best. And Mount Baldy is is a you've solid, raced up there. Yeah, I have. Yeah. It's, it's a solid climb, absolutely. So, yeah. and what's the altitude of that? I don't know the exact altitude, but I certainly was a little bit lightheaded at the top. <laughs> <laughs> so good signs. Good signs. Mm. Are, are the signs right in time as well? Uh, is it not too late, too early? No, uh, no. To I would say, <clears throat> whereas you might give a more a more informed um, with your recent career, but I would say not at all. I would say timing's almost perfect but he's now got to build on that as he leads um into the tour yeah absolutely yeah i think you're spot on there maca okay and then uh, another good news overnight caleb got the monkey off his back a win for caleb Uh, that's actually an amazing news that's great that's awesome there's no other words that's great and that that's another thing the monkey off the back and again the team have put so much faith into him and you know let's not Mm. forget and look again the best was beyond him, uh, Andre Greipel, but they have had, it's big shoes to fill. Mm. The success that Andre Greipel brought to Lotto Sudal as a sprinter, so a parallel sort of rider. And I felt like with Caleb, it was just a matter of time before he ripped that Band-Aid off. Mm. And I think now, you know, it doesn't mean he's suddenly going to go win, 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 win towards uh, as the year progresses, but the confidence that he's going to get from that victory. As a sprinter, because you, you were a sprinter, how, yeah, how I was important? A, mate, I was a quasi... I was a bit of a... you know, I was a, You were a sprinter. He was a, a, <laughs> a sniveler <laughs> sprinter. He was a splimer, sprinter climber. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But how important is that first win? Oh, it is. I think I think for any rider... And look, you don't even have to be a, a sprinter. Yeah, but sprinters say, are but such a different beast. No, you know, that's right. They're paid to win more yeah, and yeah. they're paid to win big, I guess, especially a, a guy like Caleb. No, it is... So crucial. And I, in some ways you can compare it to Robbie McEwen mm-hmm. when Robbie 
you know, was literally on the end of his contract with Rabobank. They were literally going to let him go, and he didn't have, he didn't have a contract. And then he won on the Champs Elysees, mm-hmm. and he won convincingly. And that was like for Robbie, even for a guy who we all know quite well. You know, Robbie's a confident sort of guy, and, and always was. But he was probably lacking a little bit then, and you know, he's talked about it. You know, in pre, in in recent years, the psychology of that. When he got that first win that year, well, did the floodgates open big time? And then Robbie just went and won, won, won. And I see Caleb Ewan. Yeah, we, we see we, he's got definitely the potential for it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And what's exciting now, we talk about Richie at the tour. It's exciting, hopefully, to see Caleb at the tour as well. I, I, he won't finish, finish the Giro d'Italia. Oh, and brutal long stages. They're like yeah. two forty k days, and every stage has been plagued by rain. Yeah, it's, it's a you know it's a brutal brutal tour. Every other like the Volta and everything shortening stages, and there seem to be almost lengthening stages. The Giro, the Giro. That, That's a good segue because I wanted us to talk about the Giro. How do we rate this Giro this year, and what can we see towards the end? Certainly, guys like Caleb uh, probably would pulling out pull out of that of that Giro pretty soon. I expect Caleb to go home in the next two three days, mm-hmm. and. But the other thing I will say, Primoz Roglic, you know, winning the time trial, the main time trial as well, he's got a pretty handy um, advantage on his GC competitors. He's not in the lead, remember. It's Valerio Conti, but the race is not over. It's only just starting. And there's something about that last week of the Giro, even a post of the Tour de France, where I don't know. Yeah, well, you remember the Cadell Evans at the Giro d'Italia. It's just epic, isn't it? <laughs> the mountain days in the Dolomites and mm. the Italian Alps, they mm. just seem to, you know, and, and look at Yates last year. Yeah. Yates can still win this race. He had a, a bad, bad time yeah, trial for bad, him. Bad time trial, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah he lost I mean, yeah. He lost three minutes yeah. to Roglic. So he's down some time. So what we're going to see is an attacking race. They have to attack Roglic, so it's game on. And there's one thing, a blessing disguise there, is for Dumoulin, for the tour. Yep. Yeah. If he comes out of this and recovers well, then, yeah, it could be a, a blessing in disguise for him for for proper tour preparation. Because if he, you know... Do, he, do you think he almost... Could he, could he have pushed further, Dumoulin, or not? Or, or back of his mind was, you know I, what, the actual target is mm, not here. I would, not pink, the target. I would say, yeah, I'd say that was partly his decision and the team's. I mm. think they would have had a, a pretty heavy discussion in the hotel room decided what their best method is moving forward from here. And I reckon that ripcord was pulled and they're going to focus fully on the tour now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he, he couldn't agree more when, because when he, when he crashed and he was sore, I thought, pull out, pull out. I want you to pull out, which <laughs> sounds bad. But I thought I'd now love to see him at the Tour de France because I think Dumoulin, I think he can win the Tour de France mm-hmm. if he's in his absolute best. Roglic doing so well here, does that mean he's going to struggle at the Tour? Is that mathematical? We Like, like Froome tried to prove I think last so. year? So a struggle, jeez. Yep, struggle. Is, he's co- proven to be comma. an incredible bike rider. Inverted comma. Top five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a struggle top ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like from last year. Yeah. Yeah. But as a winner, as a, as mm. a contender for the mm. tour. Yeah, I don't think he can win it. Can we rule him out straight away because of him performing? <laughs> that's, so where that's can, bad, can I get you yeah. on the record, Michael? You're going so good that you know, you're no good for the tour. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much how it rolls. Like, we haven't seen anyone really back that up. No. For, Not uh, since Marco Pantani, I think. That's right. I mean, Froome nearly did it. Yeah. Froome came very, he's come very close. Yeah, but, but he didn't. Yeah, he did exactly. That's right. And so Dumoulin Froome, was yeah. close. Podium in both as well. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't. Froome didn't. Mm. Dumoulin didn't. Does that mean straight away we can take the money off Roglic for the win? Oh, yeah. No, I won't be putting money on Roglic for the win. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we need to talk about ASO and what's going on in women's cycling. Uh, you have some, some, we have some strong views on what's going on. Yes. Uh, remind us exactly, Maka, what's been happening with uh, La Flèche Wallon and Liège Bastogne. Yes, for the look, it's, it's unfortunately, it is a little bit of a broken record, and I don't want to be ear bashing uh, ASO, but because they, they do do an amazing job. Uh, in promoting the sport of cycling. Absolutely. However, we heard in the last couple of days, they are pulling Flesh Wallone, a race they own, and of course Liège, Baston Liège, the women's versions, they are pulling them out of the World Cup in 2020 because from 2020, the UCI have made it a requirement for all World Cup events in the women's events to show 45 minutes, at least 45 minutes of TV coverage. And they're saying they won't, they can't. And they're saying the costs are too high. Um, effectively, that's that's the crux of uh, why they're pulling out. Do you think there's a game of who's got the power in cycling <sighs> behind this more than ASO just wanting to not do the effort for women's cycling? They just well, don't want to be told what to do with their product. Look, you may be right, but it isn't, say... isn't it a real shame that the women's racing suffers? I, I think we're, we're trying to make, we are mm. making headway as a sport. And I don't know, Wes, I'm interested in your opinion of this as well and Christoph is it is it down to just ASO or should the UCI be um, subsidizing because the UCI have been at fault as well the UCI did not support women's cycling really mm-hmm. properly for, for many many years and that's generational and I know the current um, UCI uh, management they're not responsible for that but they are the guardians of our sport mm-hmm. so that's what, I mean, it, that's what I mean like yeah. is this ASO's role to to do this or are they trying to be bigger than what they are and where they sit on the hierarchy of So they're cycling? trying to show UCI that they're in control more uh, yeah. than you mm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I think that yeah, I think there's that that tug of war of So at what point we just take those two teenagers in a room yeah. and go, come on guys, sort it out. Sort it, sort out. it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean that that because the other part of it is there are smaller World Cup races on the women's calendar. And I won't name them, but races that would not have the budgets mm-hmm. that ASO uh, can can run with, and they're showing minimum forty five minutes. Now, I'm not sure of the precise details whether it means if they show forty five minutes of a live stream opposed to forty five minutes of broadcast coverage, because doing a live stream the cost is less. Mm-hmm. So I just think it. It's got to happen. It should happen. I mean, and we're talking yeah. two iconic races. And the only, the only, only th- coming through my career, like the only time, only time you'd see the women's racing on is world championships. That was yeah. it. Yeah. That yeah. was the only race. Really Mine that, was that, the same. Yeah. And it's, yeah, but it's, even it's as the question, if ASO was on the wrong side of history and really being, you know, we don't want to promote women's cycling, why are they doing La Course then? No, Probably, but, I think they're doing it out of pressure. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. I don't think, they, I don't think, they, look, they say... It costs them money. Uh, when they started with La Course on the uh, Champs Elysees, you know there was figures rolling around that it was an extra two hundred thousand. What it cost them? Now I, I don't know. That's all, you know, Chinese whispers and and hearsay. But I, I, the other side of it is they are a business and they're not a charity. ASO are not. They do not own cycling. But, but that's the thing. ASO is not the World Federation. ASO is a business that operates within the rules Absolutely. of the UCIs. Absolutely. And if they don't agree with those rules, they yep. do what they were they want with their business. Sad, as sad as it is. Yeah, it's a really look, it's a tricky one. And that's right. We probably should sort of put both sides of the story out there. And that, and that is the other side, is that ASO. And and on that, but the races still exist. Yep. They just won't be World Cup. But it's it is really unfortunate, I think, because when you've got 
Tour of Flanders and Flanders Classics obviously own Tour of Flanders. Um, uh, there's not, a couple of others. They show they show clips and they show even if it, it is really small, but they do show some of the women's races. But not being World Cup is a big deal for teams, for budgets, for yeah. you know, for riders, for for not just for TV sponsorship. Sponsorship, as well. sponsorship if, is huge. You know, dropping two races off the calendar. They don't have a lot of races to begin with. So yeah, no, it's a it's a shame because. And what might happen then, you'll get the big teams like our very own uh, Mitchell and Scott women's team and some of the other big ones. Because um, they are no charity either. No, they'll drop know? out. They yeah. won't They won't go to the start line. Mm-hmm. You know, and someone like Amanda Spratt, um, you know, talking about Australians specifically, you know, last year that was her whole goal. Liège, best on Liège was her whole goal. Now, she would dearly love to keep going back there, but suddenly she might say, well, what's the point? They don't give us respect. Why are we going to suddenly respect their race when it's not a World Cup? That's a real shame. I think it's – so I don't know. Hopefully there's a some sort of resolution before next year. This has just been announced, and obviously it's a fair way off, but so let's hope something should, intervenes. Should the men step in? Like we saw in, in football here, in, in what you call round ball football, where you know in terms of the PFA, some of the men representatives stepped in for the salary. Yes. Uh, should the men step in and say, you know what? If we don't start that stage at the Tour de France and we protest on behalf of the women or whatever, Wes, uh, that would you, be a much been, bigger impact of everybody. Of, uh, you've been a shorter time out of the pro ranks. What do you think? I, I think that something like that definitely needs to happen to shake things up. There, there needs to be unity here and support from mm. both sides. Um, it happened in cricket. Cricket yeah. was a big one. Yeah. And they said, they went to the negotiating table and they said, here's what we want. And by the way, this is what the women are getting. And if you're not going to give that, the deal's off. Yeah, the PFA mm. did exactly the same thing here yeah. in women's football. But there's there's mm. there's too many so – we've talked about this before. There's too many factions in cycling. Mm. It's, 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 it's so complex and so it? hard for anyone to follow as a sport. So, mm. yeah, I mean, going back to your point, Christoph, I think that they're definitely um, – if there was some sort something in place like that where – you know, the, the men cycling actually said, you know, this is the deal and this is what the women um, have as well. Otherwise and it could even be, and I'm not setting, mm. uh, spraying oil or whatever on the fire. No, but you're spraying it, I but am. it's good. I like it. <laughs> I'm stirring it. But some, someone that is at the head of uh, our very own Australian team, Mitchell Scott, mm. they operate one single business with two different teams or several different teams. They can actually get into action saying, you know what, our men's pro team is actually supporting the women's pro team and then we are not doing this or that or we're doing this or that to support part of our business as well. Yeah. No, and yeah. it's true and for any other Lotto team. Lotto as well. Lotto, 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 Lotto another women's team. Movistar. Yeah, Movistar. There's, there's quite yeah, a few. Absolutely. Yeah. And they need to, I think, yeah, I think, I think it'd be great if they took that sort of first step and, and took the step to the UCI, got all the teams and yeah. tried to get, get the other teams on board with it. Um, I'm going to be personal on Grata at ASO if I'm starting well, you, you and me both, um, pal. So, um, That's all right, we got the accreditation they, for this year. Listen, they they listen to this, do they? <laughs> do they? I know, it's the best podcast in it, Australia. That's, so, I don't know. that's true, but that's in Australia. <laughs> Maybe we better geo-block it. And, and still sticking to the women's side of things in the uh, Hannah McDougall over in Belgium. Yes. Uh, one of the yeah, World right. Cups in the paracycling. She did. I think she was third. Podium, yeah. yeah it was and third. it was classic. Belgian weather, yeah, raining. Apparently, the Italians didn't start. What's the go with that? <laughs> Is it too cold, or oh. are they watching the Giro? <laughs> Gee, you'd, you'd hope to be warming up by now. If you're Italian, let us know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, another one on that, and she voiced her 
I guess, uh, displeasure at this, um, as well as Amanda Spratt. But Lucy Kennedy, she just had a win in Durango, Durango in the Basque country. She soloed in and is 1.2 category race. Amanda Spratt second and Shara Gillow was fourth. So they had four in the, well, three in the top four, I should say, Australians. So very good. Amazing. Uh, Coming up soon, next, the Dauphiné. I believe you are uh, going to be very interested about the Dauphiné, uh, Mr. McKenzie. I am because, yes, I'll be commentating on that with our very own Matthew Keenan. Um, but the Dauphiné, it is the next stop, isn't it? And it's the last stop, sort of. We do have Tour de Suisse, but it is, so, the, it is the last serious stop before TDF. We are always reminding this to our listeners before the Tour de France. How important is the Dauphiné in exactly judging where people are, where riders are? It's, I, I'm going to take that one. It's not uh, as, for, for key key riders, um, you know, they're, they're already secured. Even if they have a bad, so someone someone like, say, Riffy Port went to Dauphiné, had a bad Dauphiné, he'll still go to the tour. But it's crucially important for the team players and the domestiques over that period to make sure that they are in form for that race. So it's, it's really quite a high level and hard race. Like Dauphiné, some of the riders... Uh, will will be informed before they get to the tour and actually not as especially some of the other smaller teams like the French teams. I know from my own experience that I was flying at the Dolphin and then was creeping at the tour <laughs> because <laughs> you have to you have to make the team. Yeah, that's right. And, and you forget that the Dolphin is a standalone event. Yeah. And Richie said it. He said, you know, okay, a lot of the media and and certainly the fans, mm. all we talk about is Tour de France. But the Dolphin is a is a prestigious race mm. in its own right, and it's right. hard as well. And it's a oh, tough yeah. race. Um, I haven't seen the full start list yet. We're just presuming who mm. and who will not go there. But I'd imagine Chris Froome, mm. and I imagine Garrett Thomas. And then if you're not if you're not doing that, then you know Tour of Swiss, it can get wet and rainy up in those mountains. So like Dolphin is usually a, I don't know from from a ride perspective, you usually I'd, I'd choose that over doing Tour of Swiss, having done both a couple of times. Even yeah. though the Tour this year is the mounts with the most climbs we ever pretty much seen in the Tour de France, would you not try to go to I, Switzerland? I, rather I, than I would say I'd have my preparation done before then. I wouldn't be trying to rush, yeah. it, rush it last <laughs> yeah. minute, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying is if you make two choices between Swiss mm-hmm. or uh, the Dauphiné, mm. uh, is there more climbs and more more prep that you could do through Switzerland that you can do for yeah, Dauphiné? Yeah, true. Depending on your role and, and what type of rider you are, yeah, that, that that's definitely, that can be yeah, effective for a rider that, that, that is going to be more on the, on the climbing side of yeah. things in terms of help, where if, if you're a if you're more a domestic that's sort of not not suited to the actual actual mountain stages, then you yeah you'd probably go with the, the Dolphin A. So a lot of uh, riding to come, a lot of cycling to come, and uh, we are all going to be following this on, on SBS with your dulcet voice. Yes, Mr. it'll McKenna. be live live on SBS every day. And the, and the other good thing with the Dolphin A is generally there or on occasions there's a stage that is then featured. In the tour. Um, A bit of a sneak preview. Yeah, it is a bit of a sneak preview, yeah. So that'll be good. A lot to learn from. Thank you guys for for joining us. Uh, Thank you, Wes, for sparing the time to come to to this podcast again. Perfect. Well done on the the win, boys. Thank you. And uh, it's a surprise, isn't it? We're going to walk out of here and t- oh, I'll let you tell me where we're going for lunch. Yeah, wait, wait, wait for the stream and pop out of nowhere. If you want to join us, uh, <laughs> now, thank you for, for listening. And also thank you to, to the audience because the audience makes this podcast as well. And then we had overwhelming, uh, and actually definitely had overwhelming comments on how good the podcast was on our Twitter feed. And I guess it was the same for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're, you're dead right, Christoph. A big thank you to all you listeners because uh, without you listeners chiming in, 
it doesn't get out there. So and I think yeah. we're cooking something special for the tour. But that ooh, where yes. we stop. We'll keep it quiet. Yeah, Shh. Don't let the <laughs> lid off it. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Remember, you can download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash central or schedule a ride with our lovely friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. A quick shout out from our sponsor before we go. If you're looking for a new way to ride without traffic or punches getting in your way, hop on Zwift. We use it. Your cycling buddies probably use it. And the pros, they definitely use it. Zwift turned indoor training into a full-on gaming experience. Connect your PC, Mac or Apple device and you'll pedal with thousands of cyclists around the world. And there's a good chance you'll see a pro on there too. Loads of them are on Zwift on their rest days riding around Wattopia. Give them a ride on if you see them. If you've got a trainer, start your free trial on Zwift.com.